Before we kick off the first episode of the first ever, ever podcast I've ever done in my entire life, special shout-outs go out to Sure Microphones, a brand I've been using my entire career with H2O, 25 years, also with my motivational speaking for One Life, One Chance. Thank you, Sure Microphones, for being the first company to step up with microphones and headphones and all of the above. I really, really appreciate your support. Secondly, a brother from another mother, my man, Jamie Josta from Hatebreed. Ever since I mentioned I wanted to do a podcast, since I've been on his several times, he's been pushing me and being very supportive of me doing this. He actually surprised me and sent me a, uh, a focused right in the mail, uh, which is the thing I use to actually record these. So thank you so much, Jamie Joster. I love you and appreciate you. Trevor Simsler, a friend of over 25 years, almost a year ago hit me up. He's like, yo, man, when are you going to have a podcast? You need a podcast. Trevor, thanks so much for putting that in my ear. I really, really appreciate that. And now, live and direct from the NC, from the NYC, half man, half amazing, Joey Vasion. You guys know Joe Vasion. Joey D, the J to the O to the E to the D. My man, Joe D, and I'm Veggie T. No meat for me, I stay drug free. Joey D, Joey D in the NC, chilling with my man, Bismarcky. <laughs> my man, Joey D, thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate it, bro. And my man, Demian Arigaga. Yo, Demian, straight up, I'm just going to call you D.A. Because I can't see this. Damien or Damien, Demian or Damien Aragaga. So the D.A., my man from Venezuela, thank you for all your time and all your effort to help me with this podcast, man. Really, really helped me with all the production side of things. Joey V from my editing side of things. Joey V from Queens. You know Joey V. Joey Vage. J to the O to the E to the V to the A to the I to the S to the I. Oh, and I can't spell his last name. Joey Decina. Have you seen her? Baby, have you seen her? I'll keep my freestyle off short and sweet. My name is Veggie T and I don't fuck with no meat. I'm about to set it off in my first podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, a blast from the past. It's my M to the O to the MMA. My mom, Linda Moss from Titan Mass. Yay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morse. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. This first episode, it's special. I'm starting from the beginning. I'm starting from my roots. This woman has known me my entire life longer than anybody else. This woman has busted her ass to keep us warm, keep us fed, keep roofs over our heads, raised three boys on her own, moved from house to house in the fucking blizzards of 78. Oh, my God, the blizzard of 78. The East Coast winters. My mom's been struggling since I was three. This woman is strong, honest, sensitive like her three sons, and real as fuck. This woman taught me and my two brothers to be kind and not see color. This woman has raised us right and the best she could for what she had. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother, Linda Mass. Hey, Toby, who would have thought we'd ever be here, huh? <laughs> no, this is amazing. <laughs> so we will, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk to my mom about on this podcast. and um, You should have talked to me about it before this. No, topic. it's fine. It's, it's, you don't have to answer the question when I answer questions. But first and foremost, I was born in Taunton, Massachusetts. I was born at Morton Hospital. I was born in 1970. Um, both my brothers are same hospital, same hospital, right? No, Tracy was born in Attleboro. Okay, what about Todd? Taunton. Okay. And how many years did we live in Taunton, Massachusetts? Uh, you 
Now you're putting me on. Well, I know I started eighth grade in Newport, Rhode Island. I know I went to middle school in Newport, Rhode Island. You did. So we probably lived there till you were eight or nine. Okay. So does that make sense? Yeah, because you went to grammar school in Newport. Okay. So everybody knows everybody that knows the band and knows me, knows my history, knows that my mom raised three boys on her own. They know that my dad passed away when I was three years old, and my mom busted her ass, and we moved all around. She worked different jobs to raise three boys on her own, which is fucking amazing. Um, we got into the punk rock and the skateboarding scene once we moved to Newport, Rhode Island. So that was around eighth grade then. Mm, you were younger than that. So I'm going to say sixth grade, maybe for you. And you really just got into the skateboarding part there, okay. to my knowledge. And so why do we why do we leave Taunton, Mass, to go to Newport? Well, after your dad died, I worked in Taunton for a while. But I just felt we needed a change, a fresh start. I sold the house. We went to Newport. I had friends there. Um, and it was a beautiful place to live for the time we lived there. Yeah, so that that's when we heavily got into skateboarding. I think and Tom yeah. Morris got got into surfing. Yes, and that's where we started getting into more of the punk scene and um, started really focusing on skateboarding and music. And then we lived there during the America's Cup races, which was wonderful. Yeah, it was wonderful, and um, except for the part when they tried to ban skateboarding. Remember that? We used yes. To, we used to always skate down. And things you got picked up a couple of times by the cops. Yeah, and you. They I had, didn't want it on the sidewalk. That yeah. So what happened was we used to skate these banks off of Thames Street and um, this little square, some square down in Newport, and a skateboard shot out from underneath somebody's uh, whatever and hit an old lady and hurt her, broke her ankle or something. And yeah. she was a tourist visiting for the America's Cup. So they tried suing the city. And so I remember I went down to the liquor store to get you cigarettes or get something. And when I got around the corner and I came out, a police officer pulled up next to me and said, get in the car, son. And I had mm -hmm. no phone, no nothing. Yeah. I had gone to the store for you. I got into the cop car, and then as we went to the top of the street, we made another left, and then there was another kid with a skateboard. He picked him up, too. Mm -hmm. So then we got to the police station. There was all these skateboards stacked up, and then all of my friends were there. Yeah. And so we, we made a petition, and we went and protested. And we, I remember we'd been on City Hall, and we got the law changed back because at that point, skateboarding was banned in Newport, Rhode Island. Correct. So Correct. actually, was, so actually been arrested, I guess. We, I guess you call that being arrested. Well, picked up you were you were a young boy you were you weren't charged with anything but yeah they wanted to stop you from skateboarding on the sidewalk yeah so is it true mom that you smoke cigarettes on all three pregnancies yes you think that's why it turned out so perfect and weird <laughs> i do i think it is, I, I think it is why you're per, you're perfectly insane it's yes. just, it actually proves that smoking doesn't really affect being pregnant well in your kid. case i'm not sure but that's <laughs> true that's true Okay, I'm going to zigzag around because i got a bunch of notes. But, you better. Um, Dad was from Troy, New York. Yes. Uh, is, there was rumors that he was escaped a chain gang. Is that true? He didn't escape. He, got, he went to prison in Texas for like six months for check fraud. But he was with his big brother. But he wasn't on a chain gang that I know of. Okay. But Dad had tattoos, right? My dad had like the he one. Had three I have one. puny, very bad tattoos. Yeah, this one. I copied it. The little devil. Yeah, he did. But that yeah, the hot better. stuff. Mine looks better, yeah. He had a hot stuff tattoo, but he, and he smoked and he drank. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a heavy drinker. Yeah. He smoked. We all smoked. But he was okay? super handsome. He looked very Elvis. He was very handsome. I'll post yes. a picture of everybody yes. was handsome, yeah. Yeah. And so, Blonde, blue-eyed. And so he was older than you when you met? He was seven years older than me, yeah. And his parents didn't accept you or our parents or your parents? No, my parents didn't accept him. 
Because of what? Because he was younger and he was like... Because he was older, because I eloped, because I got married right out of high school, because I left a note. Was <laughs> Okay. Was, was there like a notorious... Um, was there a stigma about his family? That's why he was... Were they the no, local, no, no. Were they the local it, no, or like, no, okay. no, 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 no. It was just that he was older than me. I was 18. I ran off and got married and my family disowned me. Okay. Totally. Okay. I couldn't even speak to my younger brother and sister. Wow. For a couple of years. All for love. All for love. I, I back that. Um, yeah. Another question I have of my dad is, is that I don't have that many memories. Uh, obviously, no, Trace, you don't. Tr Tracy and Todd have more memories, but the memories I do have is one where he was on the beach and uh, he stepped on the glass. The bottle went through his foot. I'm surprised you remember that, but that was very traumatic. I'm surprised you physically remember that, but yeah, that was traumatic. I had three little babies there on the beach with him. He was walking in the water with one of you. Only up to his ankles. Okay. And he stepped on a, a beer bottle and cut his foot very, very badly. And so we were all there with you on the beach. You made a rush to the hospital? I couldn't. They called the ambulance. They took him. The lifeguards okay. took him. I had to take you guys home. I wow. had a baby. You were a baby. I don't know how you even remember that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And then I went to the hospital, but they took him. Wow. He was out of work for. I, I remember weeks. that. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe I remember like actually witnessing and maybe my, my, hearing the stories. Yeah, it's got to be. It's A lot of my be. stuff is more the stories from you Cause guys. Because I think you were in the playpen then, so I don't think you do remember that. And then another thing is dad built this carriage, like this well, horse buggy. Well, that's legendary. Legendary. He yeah, built a horse buggy. You may remember that. No, it was a... It was horse a Horse carriage. No, it was a... A wagon, a covered wagon. With ones that looks like a, ho a wooden wagon, and the, like the horse would get in. The, the two things were there, right? And then you could walk with it. He it was a the horse stage coach is what I'm stage trying to coach. say. It was an actual stage coach that had two things on it so you could pull it. And he d pulled all the kids in the neighborhood around in it. Yeah, so th those, yeah. those are like... Uh, those are the two memories I have. And then, and then the, the, the one memory I really have that I'm not sure if is 100% correct, the day that he was having the chest problems... I remember being at my aunt's house and I remember either this, tell me this is true or not. Like I remember him coming home from work or they were watching me and he was having some problems. You took him to the hospital and then that was it. Correct. That's very incorrect. But the fact is that you and I were the only ones there that day when that happened to your dad. Okay. He was out shoveling snow and he was 34, healthy, seemingly healthy guy. He was out shoveling heavy snow. He came in, he went and laid on the bed. He said, I, think something's happening to me I think I'm having a heart attack and you were I can picture you visually on the bed on top of I him. remember that I was on, on the bed. top okay. of him like daddy what's the matter daddy and his chest I could tell by the way his chest was rising that he really was having a heart attack even though he was young so I wanted him to let me call the ambulance he wouldn't I got a baby somebody to watch you maybe the lady upstairs and I took him myself but you were there you were there that day okay I do remember. I do remember being on the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the part right there. Yeah. A lot. A lot of my memories are really vague, or they're through, through stories. Some, osmosis. Through somebody. And else. Through just a couple photos. <coughs> I only have right, a couple real right, photos right. with him. So after that, he went to the hospital, and he was there for about a week. Yes, he wanted to come home the next day. Of course, once he got there, they did not register a heart attack on all that meters and stuff. But from what I described, they knew he had. So they put him in ICU. They had like the whatever they sh inject him with. They had everything right there. They had him on monitors, and they told me he had to stay. 
but you got to realize we're talking about 40 years ago now. Yeah. Today they probably would've might saved have, him in a Today second. they would have saved him because they would have had tests that would have shown the blockage. Yeah. But we're talking 40 years ago. So he, he, nothing ever happened the whole week he was there. And he was mad as hell about having to stay because he felt okay. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the day before he was supposed to Come go home. home that he went into cardiac arrest. Just went into cardiac arrest. And so do we get, did we get to visit him at the hospital during that time? No, because unfortunately 40 years ago, children weren't allowed in the hospital. Wow. I brought you one day, I think, so that you could see you, you know, see you outside. Yeah. But in those days, it was very strict. Children didn't go inside. Children didn't go inside. So my last moment with my dad was basically was, when he, he, he was he, that day. No, he was for oh. you. It was that day, actually. Yeah. And so that after that, and we, for your brothers, even less because they were in school. So after that, we never saw my dad again. No. Nope. You never. Too saw young your dad to go to the funeral. Right. Well, that's a decision I made that I made. I mean, you were three. What were you doing going to a funeral? But for your older brothers, I think that was a mistake that I should have let them. But I decided not to let you guys go. Is that one? Is that a regret? You think? Um, I don't know if it's a regret. I thought it was the right thing at the time. I think so, too. But now I think it might have given them closure. If they had gone. But for you, it wouldn't have made a difference. I know. Because as my pediatrician said, you hadn't reached the age of reason. Death didn't mean anything to you. You used to go around and say, my daddy's dead, but you didn't know what that meant. Do do you know what I mean? You didn't know what that meant. Yeah. You still thought he was coming back tomorrow. But for how long was I like that? A long time. I I mean, a, a, a long time for all of us in different ways, in many different ways. And so... Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, I talk to my brothers about it all the time. We, we're very emotional people. You're emotional. Yeah. We got the emotions from you, yeah. especially becoming parents. Yeah. Um, different commercials, different movies. I'm, I'm always crying during stuff. And Your I, brothers too. Yeah, so I feel like, is it just because I'm a dad and I have a kid now? Is it because we have, I have these issues of not having that father figure there and that triggers something? It's exactly that. It's your issues of not having a father there. And now you're a father. Getting to see all the things that your father didn't get to see. Yeah. And I know for Todd, it's, it's terrible for him. And, and, and not being able to call my dad and say, hey, dad, remember when you took me fishing? How, how did you, how did that, I remember yeah. when you taught me to make that, uh, I don't know, we made like a go-kart or something. Then yep. it happened with yep. me. Yep. So I don't, ha- I don't have those memories. Yep. So, um, And then not to even keep it more on the dark side, but y- you saw dad after he passed. Like you, you saw him in the house. Like you, you think he was I there. I felt him. I don't want to say I saw him. Yeah. But I physically felt him. And, and laying was, next to me. Was that? That's s- when I called my dad, and made him get rid of the bed, and I didn't know you were gonna make me cry. I'm sorry, mom. I'm not trying to make you cry. This is this is this is something I really want to talk to you about forever and just. So the bed had too many memories in it, obviously. And so dad's spirit was there. And then once the bed was gone, do you feel like he was gone? Well, that was just a physical, that was a physical thing for me to do. But I don't think he was gone. I feel like he's never been gone. I feel like he watches over us to this day, 100%, mom. 
I feel like I'm, there's so many situations where I feel like dad's there and I know he's proud of us and I know he's proud of you and everything we've done and like it's hard because I know I knew him the less I know him the least out of everybody but, but I, I know from everything yeah I've, you got you got cheated but then everybody had something in life they had to deal with and you yours isn't the worst because in in your case in your brother's case too you had a very loving family grandma and grandpa were amazing too you had grandparents who adored you. Yeah. I mean, you had a better upbringing than most. I appreciate that. I appreciate Grandma and Grandpa. And I appreciate you and everything, how you raised all of us on your own. You busted your ass, <laughs> man. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm not trying to. I'm not, try, I'm not trying to. These are just things I want to talk about. We can switch to when I almost died in the hospital and I turned blue in your arms. That's another happy time. <laughs> <laughs> I almost died. I had the blood the transfusions next, and the shit. The next year, well, wait a minute. Let me think about this. Two years after they lost their dad, that happened. That we almost lost you. I mean, we were this close. Yeah. Nobody even knows that shit. So I got, why, what was my blood problem? Well, I'll never really. It actually, it, it was a case for the medical books, strangely enough. I remember Dr. LaRock. No. And I you, collected you straws. You and another kid in Massachusetts, it was just a common, everyday uh, virus the kids get. Okay. Like with the fever and the congestion and, and the nose thing. A, a common, common thing. But in your case and in the case of another child in Massachusetts, who I actually met the parents later on, in your case, it attacked your blood. And in this other child's case, it attacked the bone marrow. Damn. This virus that every kid gets. So you just started to bleed out of every orifice. That's not a nice way to put that, but I, I don't have another way of putting how old was, that. How old was I? You were five. You were five. You were five. Wow. I remember I collected a bunch it, of straws. It was, hard, it was horrifying. Hard yeah, you were spoiled right, worse than ever after that. What <laughs> really I, ruined Toby but was listen, wait, wait, how that I, he was so freaking spoiled from then on after that happened. Freaking spoiled rotten. Turned him into a monster. Oh, my. Because I almost died? Well, because if you weren't spoiled before, which you were because you were the baby by grandma and grandpa, if you weren't spoiled before that, when that happened, you're even more spoiled. But so don't let him ever tell you he hasn't had a wonderful childhood. But I wasn't. I wasn't. But I wasn't. Uh, but at least I was alive. Mm -hmm. And I was here for two weeks in the hospital. Well, I actually that almost put me over the edge because I still hadn't recovered from your father, and to see my child laying there was. I can't the beginning of the end for me. Yeah. Uh, so Can I turned blue in your arms. So I just, I remember I sat with you 24 hours a day, Grandpa and I, because Grandma had to babysit the other two. Um, yeah. But I just kept telling you, you're not going anywhere, Toby. You're not going anywhere. So I was unconscious or I was. Uh, you were. In and out? You were in and out at first, but then when they flew. They flew. They wanted to move you to Boston, but they flew platelets in because they didn't dare to, dare to move you. Wow. Well, his blood wouldn't clot, so they had to. And it wasn't leukemia or anything like that. This was just a freak kind of sideshow thing <laughs> that never happened to him again. He's been fine. 
um, yeah, they flew platelets in, and thank God for Dr. LaRock, yeah. Dr. LaRock, I remember best. his name. He was a great best. name, yeah. And I remember I had a big um, straw collection. I had a lot of popsicles. Yeah, because the nurses and all the little striper girls and everybody came in to, to keep you company. Was and that Morton Hospital where I was yes, born? Yes, it was. Yes, it wow. was. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, but that, for me, was would have been the beginning of the end of me. Yeah. I'm, uh, glad, I'm glad I made it through that. I am, too, most of the time. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> so, mom, mom <laughs> she's. So, mom, what is um? Except when you act like an ass, and then I'm like, <laughs> "Here's jerk." Oh, so, mom, so what? What was it? What was the final diagnosis of dad? Why he passed at 33 years old? Well, honestly, he passed from something that you would never pass from today. First of all, his upbringing, he never had childhood medical care. He had no medical care as a ch- pediatric care. He, he, his health issues were m- probably many as a child went untreated, but actually it was a birth defect, and it was that the artery between the lung and the heart was like the artery of a 70-year-old. Damn. It was arterial sclerosis, but had he had pediatric care as a child, or even as a young adult, they would have found this. And today, they would find it before it ever got to this point. And he would have had surgery. He would have been fine. Yeah. He would have been fine. It's something today that is very curable, but something that we didn't even know he had till after he was dead. Okay. So... My mother question for you is, so this is all happening in Taunton, Massachusetts. Correct. And then we moved to Newport, Rhode Island. Correct. And that's where life gets better, in a sense, for us. Yeah, we were living in Newport, Rhode Island. <laughs> Newport was awesome, because we had all the beaches. It's a beautiful place. But, that, but that's where, like, so we started getting the skateboarding at Punk Rock. Yeah, and, you were into the skateboarding more than the others. Todd was, too, I guess. But it was you. It was you, more, probably, more than anybody. We did content and stuff. And so my mom was working a bunch of different jobs. And so I was. And so my brothers would be watching me and stuff. And they would take me to punk rock shows. They'd take me skateboarding, and so we. And so that's where I got exposed. No, that to a lot was of later. But, <laughs> but it was it was it was during the eighth, ninth, and grade. Before, it was okay, before, it was before, that was more when you were in Maryland. Maryland I think. That's the next or chapter. Just before Maryland. But um, one thing I want to ask you too is that we've always been told that we were Native American, but 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 we did twenty three and Me, and it came back. I'm not Native American. I know. So I always believe where did that come from? I always believe that your grandmother on your dad's side was at least half Native American, and your father had that type of skin, cheekbone, kind of like that Indian look about. But I just thought on. But nobody was tested for it, obviously. No, well, no. I always believed you did have some Native American in you from his mother. Because I was wondering if you knew somebody who slept with somebody who was Native American. I, I, I didn't know something. the history, no. Because I'm wondering no. where it came from. But no. I, I got my thing back, and I'm 100% European. I'm, I'm 60% British and Irish. Yeah, definitely. You're definitely Irish. Fr- I'm, fi- I'm, I'm, I'm 5% French and German. That's, your, that's your grandfather. 7% Sardinian. 4% Balkan. B-A-L-K-A-N. That's, the Balkan that's you? That's the and then 5.4%... Iberian or Liberian? I don't, I don't even know what that I-B-E-R-I-A-N. is. I B E R I A N. Three percent Scandinavian. Yeah, uh, I would say Irish and English mostly. Yeah, I'm broadly Northwestern European. I'm twenty one percent broadly Southern European, four percent, and then broadly European, one point nine percent. But no Native Americans. I was Guess I was bummed at that. So Native American. Far- okay, so after that we moved to Newport, Rhode Island. We talked about that till um, ninety three. 
to no, 90 83 to I'm 83 sorry. and then we moved to southern maryland well because i got a job opportunity that was much better than what i was doing in property management that's how i got into property management and it included a free apartment which was a biggie yeah, free everything for sure so i took just you and todd to maryland because tracy was 18 19 he was already with the roommates he didn't want to come. He didn't want to come to Maryland. I remember that. He wanted to go to the South. Right. Neither did Todd, but I made him. <laughs> yeah. Todd hated me for a year after that happened, but... But I think Maryland was a good change for Todd. Well, uh, yeah, but Todd needed to get out of Newport, but we're not talking about Todd, but... Yeah. But he was wilding out, though, Anyway, sure. you guys, that's where the skateboard... You brought skateboarding to Maryland. Yes. To that little piece of southern maryland Lexington park maryland st mary's county to that little area they had never yeah. seen skateboarding before so we leave newport rhode island where we got into all the punk rock and skateboarding we go because my mom got a job yeah she's running this apartment complex yeah we move in there me todd and my mom and the maintenance man is rusty pistachio correct who is now an h2o for he was 19 rusty was 19 years old and he had i a, was his boss my mom was his boss he had a mullet and he was this like redneck guy who worked there in the maintenance shop. And so I remember the first day Todd Morse saw him riding a skateboard. Todd's like, hey, can I try your skateboard? Yeah. And he gave it to Todd Morse and Todd Morse did a trick and broke it in half. Russ like, oh man, you broke my board. So then immediately we became I friends. I can hear Rusty say Imme Yeah, man, you broke my board. And so immediately we became friends. And then Rusty shaved his mullet into a mohawk. He chopped his card on his, he had like a uh, Fiat. He chopped the roof off, put anarchy on the sides. He got fired from his job for stealing wood from the woodshed for building a quarter pipe. I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, he stole it from the maintenance shack. He put us a quarter that pipe. That must have been after I'm gonna post I pictures. Because yes. Not for real. That was after I went on to the job up in Waldorf because okay. I, I didn't fire him. Yeah, so, so we met Rusty, and that's where we became friends. When we met Todd Friend, that's when we met mm -hmm. Todd Friend. Mm -hmm. and I remember so I guess going to Maryland was fate, wasn't it? It was totally fate. And I remember we used to take mattresses and put them up against the wall in Rusty's apartment and slam dance against the wall. I do remember that. Apartment. And... Then we then so then we got into Maryland and that yeah. was the first time ever for me, I experienced like the separation, the racism because we were in the South. Especially, it was terrible. Especially in my high school, it was like going back into the 1950s. It was actually shocking. And I remember my yearbook in the class of class of '88. You open the page and it's and one side's white and one side's black and I was with the black crowd in the middle with my white uniform choice hoodie. It was terrible. But we, yeah. we, we weren't raised like that and that and no, so when we got no. down there it was just like this is crazy. It was so segregated and um, it was kind of scary. It was kind well for me my own personal experience working in it was I was a northern white woman who came down there to be the boss of because we were building another community right behind it of a bunch of southern white men. And they were not having it. Mm. They gave me a very, very hard time. They did not respect me. It took a, quite a while. I remember that. For them to have any use for me talking to them as a boss. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. So the, 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 next, so the apartment complex was really small. Yeah, it and was. And then there was a bunch of woods and then there was a school. So school, we yeah. could walk to school every single day through the woods. There's a wood path. That's right. Um, that was awesome. That was super, super close. And as we discussed earlier before the podcast, yes, I've always had a problem with going to the bathroom. And I, and I chose not to use the bathroom at school. So I would go home through the woods and go to the bathroom at home. Or if I couldn't make it, I'd go, I'd go to the bathroom halfway in the woods. And that's a fact. That but I didn't need I've to always know. had a nervous stomach my whole life. And, um, and so that really helped. Me too. Yeah, you did actually. So that really helped having that, being that close yeah. to the school.
there was a lot of shit because we were like the weirdos in the town. Like I went, I moved to Southern Maryland yeah. wearing checkered vans, which were weird back then. Yeah. Or orange Converse yeah. and dicky pants and safety pins. And we were punk and he was break di- And he was break I dancing was, his head off. Bre- I'll get the prom king at the school. I was a school jester in, in yep. senior year. I was break dancing at the high school. And we were like the skateboarding, like outgoing people. Yeah. And nobody was like that in the town. Nobody skateboarded in the mm-hmm. town. And now there's a skate park in the town. Yeah. Facts. Fact, yeah. And so, Rycraft dad built a skateboard, remember? Yeah, so we, so we started getting inspiring the kids in our school, so then all these ramps started popping up in yeah. Southern Maryland, which yeah. was amazing. So Because they didn't have sidewalks. <laughs> but anyway, so we had all these ramps. We started the skateboard community in the town, and I have a picture I should post it too on the, on the newspaper in 1984. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hardcore thrashing at Lexwoods, and Lexwoods is the apartment complex my mom managed. Correct. And there's a picture of the quarter pipe that Rusty built after you stole the wood. So that's on the cover of the newspaper. And when he pulled on the back of a truck and broke both his arms skateboarding. Wasn't it a motorcycle? No, that was a skateboard. He oh, yeah, thought Rusty, it was yeah, funny. Yeah, so Rusty was holding on back of a, uh, of a truck. He broke both his arms, and my both mom, my mom took care of him. I had to take him in along with the other three and get the boys to do things that usually you would be able to do by yourself, but he couldn't. Because he had no arms. Yeah, both broke, broke, broke his arms. <laughs> Sorry about that, Rusty. So anyway, we ruined Rusty's life, but then he became an H2O and then went all together. Um, so that's where everything kind of began, though. That was the fate to move this. As much yeah, as it, it was, was fate because that's where your band, yeah, that's everything. where the music part of it so started. Much, as was much right as we there. went there kicking and screaming, at least Todd yeah, did, ki- yeah, a lot of good things came from there. But what DC wasn't far. You ended up going to up to DC as you got older. Yeah. So we started going to shows on the weekend in Washington, DC. Yeah. How long was that drive? An hour. So we would go up there, Rusty, and we'd go see punk shows. Baltimore show. was an hour. Yeah, punk shows on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Got to see Fagazi's first couple yeah. of shows. Got to see so many great bands, Embrace, so many amazing bands. We got So we got, we came from like the punk scene in Providence, Rhode Island, which was great. And then yeah. we got to go to the D.C. scene, which was amazing, too. Right, right. Great Actually, bands. yeah. Um, did you ever, did we ever take you to a punk show back then or nothing? No. I think one of my first experiences was, one of the ones I remember, I've been to a lot of, Places that no adult should go to, but um, CBGBs was one of my most oh, memorable. Yeah, shows. Yeah. I think that was the first time that yeah. I saw you in H2O live. Yeah, that was great. For show. some reason, I went to New York. I guess I went because of that. I don't remember why I went, but uh, the place was packed, and I went to CBGBs. Yeah. God, God rest its soul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, CBGBs. Yeah, I do remember that show. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so then the band started, and then how long did you stay in Maryland for at that point? Actually, I stayed in Maryland almost 11 years, but then wow. I returned. You guys were already out yeah, of out. there because Grandma got sick. And, and since I was a single person, nobody else wanted to come home and take care of Grandma. Okay, nobody was close enough to. So I went back to the Northeast to be closer to her. Okay. So we were gone then. I, I moved to New York for first. Yeah. And I, I left Jenny Strickland, my first love. No, not, oh my God. Shelly Shackley, my first love on a winding road in Maryland. Dave Weisskopf drove me in the station wagon, dropped me at CBGB's, and that's where I ended up living in Flushing, Queens. Yeah. So I moved first, and then Todd Morse came after, then Rusty. Todd, yeah, Todd Moss. I, I just looked at the postcard the other day from Todd, actually. when Todd Moss came, but yeah. He soon came, after. He came soon after, and then a Todd Friend, with did he to, go with Because the out crowd moved to New Jersey. That's right. That's right. New Jersey, Jersey. Jersey City, the hole in the wall. We were paying a thousand bucks for a three-story house. It yeah, was amazing. it was a hole in the ground. But now it's really nice there. Yeah. Todd Friend still lives. Shout out to Todd Friend in, in Jersey City. Um, so then you went back there. 
And yeah, then I we went, all went I, to yeah, New York. Yeah, I went back there, and but I didn't move back to Taunton. Yeah. I went back to Newport. And then when did you start being a blackjack car dealer at Foxwoods, and how many years were you doing that for? Well, that was crazy, too, because I didn't even know there was a casino in the Northeast. <laughs> Me either, until you worked there. I went back, uh, uh, moved in with a girlfriend of mine, and started waitressing, which I had done years ago. And then I met somebody that said, hey, you know, they've, they're getting ready to open a casino in Connecticut. And I'm like, what? And they said, yeah, they're taking applications. Why don't you go down and fill out an application? Were you into gambling or anything, like playing cards or anything before no. that? No. <laughs> so it was just a job to you. Well, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I had been to a casino before, but I wasn't a gambler. So I went down and filled out an application. They called me two weeks later. It's awesome. To go to blackjack school. And so hard. How hard was that training for that? Very hard, and I'll tell you why it was so hard. At the time, I was working full time as a banquet manager at a hotel, which involves Solomon's Island. Wait, no, which involves one. a lot of events, and going to blackjack school from three to six in the morning, wow. getting up at two a.m., driving from Newport to Connecticut to go to blackjack school to come back to be a banquet manager all day long. That's brutal. For eight weeks. Eight and weeks. then you had no guarantee of passing. There was no guarantee going to that blackjack school. Were you, you stressing ate, after the eight you weeks? You either like passed. I was exhausted after the eight weeks. I really didn't care at that point, but yeah. I was determined to finish it. And how mm. long was that drive for that? Good hour and a half at 2 a.m. I had to get up at like, be on the road like at 2 a.m. Wow. Uh, but then I still had a full day of work ahead of me after that. Wow. And I couldn't tell work. I couldn't tell work because I didn't want them to know I was going for this other job. Yeah. But I got it. So So how many years were you there at um, Foxwoods? 13 till I moved here. And did you get carpal tunnel and stuff like that? I had a lot of issues, yeah. Neck issues, thumb issues, trigger thumb issues. Uh especially the cervical spine issue that put me out of work for a while there's a lot of physical issues that go with repeating repetitive movement eight or nine hours a day standing repetitive movement depending on the game you dealt was depending on what your medical issues were yeah for my friend adrian it was her back because she was a crap stealer bent over a game all the time. if people don't think about that it yeah uh, in fact when i finally left I was still recovering from trigger finger. I was still in therapy for trigger finger when I left the job. Wow. But yeah, there's a lot of injuries from it. Obviously, you're doing repetitive motion all the time. Yeah, a lot of my friends... But it was a very interesting job if you want to write a movie or a TV series. A lot of characters? You you couldn't... Nobody would believe what you see in a casino. There's like a lot of good Because uh, I worked vibes. 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. The worms came out, came out after 2. Those were the creepy crawlers that never see daylight. And, wow. you know, it was a cast of characters that you couldn't, you couldn't make it up. You couldn't make it up. You know what I mean? The stories that I would have to tell about being a blackjack deal. Was it like casino vibes, too? Is that movie close to it? Casino? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes high rollers. Sometimes the good other side of it. Yeah. I dealt to a couple of, I, I dealt to, can't think of his name, the actor, but anyway, actors came De in, and, and Ben Affleck hung out there all the time. He had a real gambling problem, even then. I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> now, he has, up spots. now he has other, pro no, he was there all the time. He played poker all the time. Blowing up spots. 
So, do you remember going with me to the um to to school when I got straight up summer report card? No, I don't. I I don't really. I remember. I don't remember that. Day. that. It was straight ups mostly in gym because I never dressed down in gym. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I have the post. I have, I have, I have the report card still. You do. It was yeah. all F's. All F's because I, I was too punk to do sports. So I wouldn't wear the shorts. And but wear what's the that got to do with your other subjects? Because they failed me for not putting the uniform on in gym class. I have absolutely. So I got straight F's the, all four years in high school. All four years in high school. I mean, all four years in there, yeah. How did you graduate? You could graduate without passing gym. I think oh, I went to summer school too. Maybe I went to summer school in eighth grade too. Yeah, you Thompson did. High, yeah, Thompson you Junior did. High. You did. I don't remember the left that, that m- I must have blagged. What I want to say is that for 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 as much as you busted your ass to raise us, and as much as we kind of ran wild, we turned Excuse out pretty me. good, even with the grades. We I got. didn't think you ran wild, but okay. Well, I mean, as far as I, skate, I worked a lot of the time, but I, so yeah. but I skipped school about to skate. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> now you tell me. <laughs> Well, that was in Maryland. Well, I was, was working. I was working. I know. Yes, I, I had know. to work. I couldn't be with you twenty. But it was. Do, right. But it was. Do, I'm saying we're doing creative shit. You're not in like, jail, so I'm I guess not, it's I'm good. not in jail. And you so the are po- such a stupid jerk for not being Eminem. Uh, I, I, so, so one. So one thing that people don't know about me is that I, ta- I gave breakdance lessons in St. Mary's County. Mm-hmm. It was a teen scene, teen teen center, and I taught breakdancing. Mm-hmm. I loved hip hop. I've all. I, I always loved hip hop and breakdancing. Great rapper. And so. Um, yeah, so I, br- I, 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 I broke dance. I break danced at my prom. I was a school ki- uh, prom king, and I break danced at my high school, which was, uh, what was my high school? Great Mills High School, St. Yes, Mary's County, Southern Maryland, yep. class of 88. And I was a break dancer. And my mom always said, when I started playing music in my punk rock, I was like, why weren't you a rapper? You should have been no, a rapper. You Eminem been Eminem. first came out Slim Shady. Yeah. And this kid was rapping the way he was rapping. And then Eminem got famous. I said, why in the hell didn't you rap? <laughs> why didn't you rap? You were as good as he was. You, I, don't I don't think I was good as Eminem, I don't know if his own I had a group called Thrapping Crew. You didn't have your own... Ma- I don't know if you had your own material. Did Maybe you? Right now. We, we had a group called Thrapping Crew. It yeah. was like Thrasher. And we and taught him to play drums. Like, he could have been the me. first white rapper. <laughs> I don't this have skills guy, like him. Here's, this guy. And here's my point. I'm going to make clear to people that ask me this all the time. Because I, re- I, 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 I respect and love the culture so much, I would, I would never try to rap. Because I'm not, I'm not good. As a rapper, mom, and I, I would be disrespected by trying to be a rapper because I love hip hop and everything about it. And I'm, I have a million I do too. I rap do too. tattoos and some. I grew up on yep, that. Yep. I would never try disrespecting like I can rap now. I can and be a I, rapper. And then Eminem it's was respectful. better than you, I guess. I what love, do you mean? I, you guess I, Eminem's I, the wait, best of wait, all time. I love you, Eminem. By the way, I have a huge crush on you. <laughs> <laughs> I am. He's one of my favorites. But Eminem, I love but him. Eminem's one of the greatest. I can't. Even, he is. I can't even, he is. I mean, if you even put my name in that same sentence, mommy, above he me. is. I rap stupid raps. But you missed your opportunity. I have the rap here. Want to hear it? No. They come to the ramp with their boards, rap bones, GNS skull and swords. They all have pads for them signed by dads. We say drop in, they pose with a grin. We say, why oh, do you come? Skater pose. They say leave us alone, cause we wear skate clothes. They're with the crowd, wearing skate clothes and being proud. Oh, the song was called Posers. I kind of like that. <laughs> that was my rap song, Mom. It's kind of cute. I mean, it's out of date now, but I, I remember. I remember my grandparents would take us, take me to Bradley's every weekend, and buy me a Matchbox car. Your grandpa. 
Every yeah. weekend I pick out a Matchbox car on a Saturday. And they also would drive us to Reed he, Martin's. Yeah, what was Reed and Barton's? That was where Grandpa worked. But they used to go to all your ball games. They were all when you were little, you kids played soccer, you played B ball, you played uh, they were always there. They were always and, there. And grandpa loved the Red Sox. Love I remember always the seeing them on his TV Sox. the whole time. Always that. Yes. But Reed and Barton's is where they made silver. Silver. It was okay. silverware, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I remember going you, through that. That's where your grandpa, went, but grandma and grandpa, you were their baby. And I remember. And I used to say to grandma, the fact that he's such a spoiled brat is your fault. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so don't let Toby ever tell you that he wasn't spoiled because he was. Okay, do you remember the day that I sold all my Matchbox cars on, I Thame, on, on Thames Street? <laughs> I do. I wanted a pair of OP wait shorts. A minute, wait a oh minute. Wait a minute. That was. Beginning that was the, the beginning of you being an entrepreneur. In fact, Tracy and I were just talking Thank about you. that exact thing yesterday about the entrepreneur part of you was started when you were hustling your matchbox car on Thames Street to get money. I bought sure I bought skate shorts. Right. To get what you something special that you wanted. So I sold Matchbox cars uh, on that the his corner grandfather of my house. had collected for him for oh so many years. But I was older years. then. Yeah, he was. So I sold them. I think I got like fifty bucks or something, and I bought a pair of OP, um, OP shorts. Yep. Um, yep. They were made out of corduroys, and they were yep. super high and baby blue. I definitely have a picture of me wearing them. Super high OP shorts. It was so awesome to get Ocean Pacific shorts because it was a skater thing, and I was a skater, and so yep. I made my own money that way. Entrepreneur. So all my Matchbox cars were gone. Yeah. Yep. All those memories. Yeah. That's where it all began. With um, Tracy, though, he did that with his comics eventually, though, too. He collected the oh, comics, right. the old one. And not till he was like a young yeah. adult. But, I mean, he used that money money when he had to turn it over for something he needed to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have so many good... Yeah. I'm going to wait till I have Todd and Tracy. I have so many great stories of us three together, crazy stuff. That I Fun don't want to hear. Yeah, I'll save that and for I that. I won't listen um, to on the podcast. Um, so we talked about a lot of things. I'm trying to think about this we could talk to you about, Mom. The Native American thing was really insane. Get my 23 me back. That was amazing. Um, are there any of the memories? Anything you could talk about? You could. Any story? Oh, I have a good story, Mom. You remember when I we lived on? Oh, I have one too. But remember the now house? I'm gonna finish oh, with oh, that. Okay, Go ahead. Okay, the house we lived was at Holland Street, and there was a long driveway behind You're us. You're gonna tell a story that I was gonna tell. I want you to tell it. I want you to. That tell that it. this is a good finish right here. The the other side. Oh no, I got one more. Well, we lived on Holland Street. I I owned my own house then. We owned our own house. We had a nice big yard, fenced-in yard. It was a long driveway where the other family lived. What did that house cost, that. you think, back then? Twenty cost rent? me $25,000 wow. in, in the 60s. That's it's probably amazing. worth a half a million dollars now. I'm sure. They might knock it down. Put anyway, shit. so he, he was little. He was You weren't even in school. You, you might have been four or five, maybe. So I had Nancy Bag was over that day because she remembers that Nancy story. Bag. And my, and my uncle's dick bag. Is that a fact? That is correct. His name was dick bag. That's really the truth. <laughs> that is correct. He, he, so he had the best jokes ever. Yep. God rest his soul. Rest his soul. So, rest so peace, dick bag. anyway, I sent him to the neighbors. I was baking something. I didn't have eggs. And I said, can you go to Mrs. Chapel's and get two eggs Ms. for Chapel. me? Yeah. So he go, there he goes. We're all at the table talking and chatting. He goes down the walk. He comes back. It's big tears. I dropped the eggs. I dropped the eggs, Mommy. I said, okay, okay. Just go back and see if she'll give you two more eggs. Tell her you dropped them. So he goes down that. But this time we watch. <laughs> goes to Mrs. Chapel's, gets the eggs. 
comes out, goes in his own yard, and throws the eggs against the shed. <laughs> I was smashing them all day. He pretty was much. smashing the eggs against the shed. How many times did I do it before you figured out it was actually that good? was like the second time. Okay. Because we we were just watch we weren't watching you because we were suspicious. We were just watching you get on the walk and you were so sad. I know the other one you're gonna tell me. It involves one of my favorite foods. <laughs> you remember this one, Mom? Yeah. Please tell that one. It's a great one. What? I was oh, watching the oh movie. Yeah. Watching a movie. You can picture these three little boys watching <laughs> a movie. I give them a big bowl of popcorn. They're watching a movie. All of a sudden, I hear Toby. Mom, I got a popcorn on my nose. I got popcorn on my nose. <laughs> I go in it, and it was really up his nose. I jammed it up there really far. It was up. It, why did you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I had to take him to the hospital because <gasps> I could not get it out. Oh, my God. Because he had the shoved hospital. it so far up his nose. Oh, my God. There's another traumatic thing that happened I never told you you might know about. A seaweed bug went inside my penis. In, Pro- in Newport Island at the beach. I think you told me that. I and think the, you told and me did, that. Did, I had some ticks. That, a tick went in my head and did a little thing in my head, and that, that was a problem too. I remember like a tick getting better in my head. And that I had could get, be. I, I mean, I don't really remember that. I don't remember the Fs. I'm sure it blanked that out. But um, I remember we dug a hole in the backyard and put black uh, trash bags in it, and that was our G.I. Joe swamp. Yeah, you had a hole. <laughs> you had a ho- <laughs> dug up the backyard that, and you had all your army out there. But you didn't tell them how you did fame for a whole summer. What? Not fame. We did Greece. You did Greece. Tom Morse was the main wait, guy in Greece. In the tin shed in the backyard wait, wait, with the two little the, girls from the neighborhood. We didn't perform it for the, the town. Was this for us? It was for people in the neighborhood. <laughs> what? All summer long. It was Greece. I remember Todd was the lead. He was John Greece, Travolta. Greece, Greece, Greece. And who was I in there? I don't remember. Todd was the lead for but sure. But I remember the two little girls that were in it. Two, the neighbor girls. And you took my, the shed was your stage. That was your whole, that tool shed. And so we performed Grease. All the time. Too many times. So it, it ran all summer? Yeah. Like too, a, like too, a Broadway too, too, too many times to recall. So we had just one summer, that was it. Then we got over it. Thank God. And if we want to go back just a little bit further about when you used to go to grandma and grandpa's and you were just before your dad died, I think your dad was still alive then, and you loved grandpa's hat. He had the felt hat. And they the always Guga hat. The Guga hat. I have a picture of that, the but Guga hat. you also liked to, grandma had a basket of balls for you kids to play with, and you always liked to stuff the balls up inside your shirt like you had boobies. <laughs> So we we started calling you two ball Toby, and that is very very true. I swear that is true, and I, I have remember pictures that. to prove that two ball Toby, two ball because to- you don't you know why you putting up there? Well, it didn't have anything to do with boobies. You wanted to take them home, and Grandma always tell you you had to leave them. So you thought if you put them upside your shirt, she wouldn't see them, and sometimes she'd let you get away with that, but. Oh two balls, you'd have come out, you'd have these two balls and your Guga hat on. The Guga hat. Why do they call it the Guga hat? I think Grandpa did. There was an old-time comedian that God was before I was ever born. I think his name was something, Guggeheim or something. But the two balls, Ray and Donna used to laugh till they cried over that one. Um, were any of us accidents? Me, Tara, Tracy? 
Tracy was the most accident prone between four and six. He was having accidents. No, I mean, were we accidents? Are we supposed to, are you supposed to get pregnant with us? I'm never going to say my kids are accidents. <laughs> None of them were accidents. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in there. None of them were accidents. Um, I'm trying to. I think that's pretty good. I think we talked talked about a lot of things here today, Mom. Um, my question to you is when too. Through, through, Mom, through all these years of everything you've been through, struggles, the highs, the lows. What what keeps you optimistic? That's my main question. Everybody, every like, what keeps um, you happy? Come closer. I know your grandchildren. I know all about everything. We all my that. grandchildren are number one. <laughs> Over your sons, I get that. But what keeps you positive and what keeps you um, enjoying life? I guess by the time once I recovered from all that when I was younger, I mean, I I really feel I've lived a lot of lives, a you lot have. a lot of separate lives that are compartmentalized. I guess. That hey, you got to move forward. You got to live in the present. You only have the present, and maybe it, maybe that's realizing that life is short. You mm-hmm. have to live in the present. You have to be present. And yeah. I think today, with all the technology, a lot of people are not present. Yeah, they're not present with their kids. They're not present I with agree. one another in relationships. Mm-hmm. They are not present. Yeah. So I think you have to be present. Today is today. You don't get to go back. You can only go forward. And, and what do you think you instilled in us the way to, to make us turn out the way we did? I don't know. Like, what do you think? What, what, because you were so. I you were never. You were never. I just want to say you were never like strict to like. You got to do this. You do that. I know. I Uncle, wasn't Uncle, strict Uncle Ray, enough. Uncle Ray was very strict about us going to the military. I should have hit you a lot more times. You all did, of you. I want to say my mom smacked me in the face. So I was at least sixteen, straight oh up. Um, and I remember getting your wet cigarette kisses on my face. I remember pulling you up, uh, pulling you by the ears. That was my oh, trick yeah. because I had long nails. You, I hated you, and long that nails. hurt like hell. I, I was, or I, I could I, get I, you I in feared, the arms like this. I feared. Yes, the little pinch thing you did. I feared your nails. That was my only threat because cl- you were bigger than me. Um, so what was I asking? Before I that? hope that I. I yeah, hope that if I instilled anything in you, we were very tight because of our situation. Yeah. Regardless of whatever, and you and your brothers were very. But you tight. weren't like you need to do this. For you. you were never I, like that. I you hope were very open I, I hope that. I instilled in you to be kind people. If anything, that hundred percent works. Hundred percent, you did that. You did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. That's great, and that really, I think that's that definitely was instilled in us. I Especially think, after going I to think, Maryland. I think after that's that. the biggest thing, and I think in today's world, there's so much hate. Totally. That you need to be kind. Yeah. I wanted my sons to be kind. I wanted them to be good to people. Yeah. I think I think you do good with that. Yeah, I feel like we are, and I feel like especially in this world. But I also, feel, I want to thank you also for always letting us be ourselves. Because that was, I did do. I have to admit that I was very good about supporting you guys, whether I agreed with it or not. Yeah, I, I many times I didn't agree. Oh with my god, that. we have to get that. Okay, my mom hated my tattoos. I have letters from my mom and my grandma begging me not to get tattoos. I was already living on my own in New York. They hated my tattoos. Grandma especially. I remember at my my grandfather's funeral, Mm -hmm. I just got the sick of it all dragging in the back of my head. I had a a bandage over the top of it. Because she and I told everybody that I would be if I and I told everybody that I got over his suit. I told everybody I got stitches and I got hurt or something. Yeah, you did. But I remember I was at the casket and it kind of fell down and somebody saw it. Michelle Michelle saw the bandage fall off when I was at the casket for Grandpa and she saw the dragon peeking out. She started laughing, laughing her head off. But I was like, "Knew I'd kill you." But my bummed me out. I really, it really bummed me out. My grandma said, "You weren't born this way. God didn't make you this way." She never accepted those tattoos. She, she. But the grandpa have a tattoo. No. Okay, they must have hated dad's tattoo then if she didn't like tattoos. Well, I mean, 
yours were extreme. I mean, but your dad had some little ones like this. Let's let's be real. But she wouldn't be able to handle this now. Yeah, but, but they were they were coming from the old school, like of sailors and military yes, and criminals. And for the fact that you had a beautiful young body, what the hell you were covered up with tattoos for? I still think that. I have one more story too. You remember when I told Uncle Ray I was gay and I was coming out of the closet? Oh my God, we laughed till we cried about that. In fact, when Michelle was here, we should have talked about it because. Michelle and I talked about because he was story. like he wasn't against it, but he was super military and manly he and was respect and loyalty. And he was very everything was black and white for him. You know, I mean that was his life. I adore him. I adore him, and, and he was very yeah. He was very closed in. And of we course, must been freaks to him then. My kids were so opposite that. Coming there with bleached hair. I remember, it was I remember ridiculous. Seeing, yeah. You with your, when you had your my dreads. My nose ring, my no dreads. dreads. Yeah. But anyway, you sat on the couch next to your Uncle Ray one day trying to think of something to say. And he's trying to talk to you. And you said, um, I just came out. I'm gay. Well, he looked at you. He looked at me. He didn't know where to go with himself. He had no idea where to go with himself because he really fell for it. And he was really pushy. I feel like he push, really wanted me to go in the military so I bad. wanted you to go in the military because you didn't have a life. Yeah. But music, I wanted you to do something. Yeah. You can't just just do nothing. I remember telling Todd the many times I threw him off my couch. That, <laughs> that, and he kept telling me he was going to be a rock star. And I kept telling him to get a job. Yeah. Well, shame on me. And and this too. Shame this is a true story. My mom, my mom, me. my mom was living with this guy named Jim, and ended up being a piece mm-hmm. of shit. And he, he, they gave me an ultimatum: get a job or we're kicking you out. So I, I didn't get a job in the time they kicked me. I got a job at, at the steakhouse, Solomon Steakhouse, yeah. like two yeah. days later. I took you to yeah, work. Yeah, so I, 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 I'm glad you did that too because yeah, I learned I how to hustle work. after yeah. that too. At, I took at you seventeen. To but with Todd, it was always like you know he always thought he was going to be a rock star. I don't know why. <laughs> I moved in with Shelly Shackley after I lived in her attic with my yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I cleaned their pool. That was yeah. my chore. Um, so, yeah, Jim, Jim Greco, you're a piece of shit. You broke my mom's heart, if you're listening. Uh, Uncle Ray, I love you. And Uncle Ray, I just found out the other day that he was a massive Bill Cosby fan. And massive. he had this whole collection of records. Massive, yeah. And he just smashed them all yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's like, loyalty yeah. and respect well, is we super are, hard. Well, we all were. We all were. We had no reason not to be. Yeah. That was an innocent time. That was innocent. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yes, Toby, that's it for my story. I'm gonna say one more. Th- there's one more thing I'm gonna clarify with you. So, in the song Five Year Plan," my mom has been struggling since I was three. Mm-hmm. You, I was always been told that my dad died when I was three. You were, because you but, but you hadn't but turned four. But, it's, but he died in '74. So it's confusing to me. Wait a minute. Because the, minute, da- the dates minute, that I have on my wrist. Let's for my stop here. Let's stop. Let's think about this. Yeah. I know you told me this before. Because my tattoo says 1973. The only thing that's wrong on here. Well, that's wrong of you, but... But I was told that growing up. But... So does my song not mean anything? No, listen. My mom's been listen, struggling since no, I was four. No, you weren't four. Let me finish. Okay, let's clarify this finish. shit. It's stressing me out. Okay. The thing that's wrong on here, I think... Oh, I don't see the... It can't be wrong on his gravestone. No, no. 74. He died in February. You were, uh, you were three. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to clarify this you shit. You were four in April. Yes. You were three. I, I was going to tell the world you that this song three. has been wrong the whole no, time. And I just figured out on the dad's three. grave. Another thing on dad's grave that's freaking amazing is it says, lead us to the springs of life-giving water. Who chose that and what does that mean? Because well, to th- me it means your son started a band called H2O and it's fate. 
Well, maybe, maybe. So what does that but mean that, to you? Where did that come that from? Was put there, that was put there for your dad. But where's that quote from? It's, fr- it's from the Bible. Okay. It's from a psalm, okay? okay. Um, so, yeah, maybe that, I don't know. It, it, it's I, don't cr- know. I have that tattooed on me. It, it's it, interesting. I tatted that on me, Mom, because But like, that was from a psalm. Yeah. So, real quick, too, we, di- we, weren't, we didn't grow up super religious. We were Catholic, and we went to church. You were super religious. Because you all received First Communion. First Communion. You we were all baptized. Yeah. You were all, I can remember. We take, had to go to church, though. I remember it was a take, main thing. Well, I wanted to go to church. We, Even more after Dad died. After Dad died, we went to church every Sunday. Every Sunday. Yeah. But then when we moved to Newport, for whatever reason, we kind of got away from it, I think. And so I never got away from the Christian part of it. I still feel I'm a Christian. I still really pray. I wasn't Catholic. I, I, I wasn't Catholic. You were Catholic. So why? why, why You're Christian still you? Catholic, but I say uh, I'm a fallen away Catholic. So I just say I'm a Christian now. Is your you faith know? just as strong as it was back Absolutely. then? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Pray we every day. We never... Pray every day. Okay. Every si- but I just don't have to do it in a church. Yeah. I, I although there are times like we went at Christmas, it was lovely to go to. It wasn't even a Catholic church, but. We went to this church in Hollywood where um, it's LBG, you know, it's that type of church. LGBT, yes, and, But they sing, it's mostly singing, and Vivian goes, loves to go to that church. And we went, and it was lovely. But I, yes, I'm very Christian. I, I'm very Christian. I didn't even know that, Mom. And I hope I live my life that way. I hope you're living yours So what that made way. you go from Catholic to Christian? Well, I just say I'm Christian because I no longer go to church. I no longer am living but the Christian Catholic But Christian is a separate thing from Catholic. No, it isn't. Okay, okay. No, it isn't I, I'm not a really religious thing. person. No, yeah. it isn't. I, I just, my faith is in here. I don't yeah. need a building for that. I agree. I mean, yeah. not to get into religion with you, I was wondering that, no, too. No, no. Because then we had to go to I'm church. Very, I'm very We hated religious. going to church, but I got it. It was part yeah, of, you know, yeah, and then, like, yeah. when Dad died, it was like, yep. connect. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, your dad believed, was a believer because as, as destiny would have it, or fate, or whatever you want to call it, and I do believe in faith, that he decided to convert. I never encouraged him to convert. I never pushed it on him. We baptized the kids. He was not a Catholic. He was not a practicing anything. Yeah. But a year before he died, he came to me and said, I really want to be baptized. A I year really, before he died? Yes. I want to become a Catholic. So Father Nagel, who you don't remember. I know Father Nagel's Yeah, he was name. a young priest, young, very young priest. He taught your father. Okay. Your father was baptized. Wow. Your father did receive First Communion. Your father did become a Catholic a year before he died. So your father wow. was basically an innocent when he died. Wow. He was innocent, clean. Everything all, Com- yeah, clean. Clean. Slate. But he wanted to do that almost as if he knew something. Was he really, it wasn't really a bad or dude, though. did he? Was dad, dad was tough, though, right? He's a street guy. Y- Listen, your dad was a wonderful husband and father. He never was. Uh, your dad. Not to you, but in general, no, he was a street your kid. Your dad was a street kid. He had to survive. New York. New York. He was. He had a no father joke. who was brutal, a brutal man. So yes, he grew up in that. But once he, him, and I got together, and we had, he had a life that he never thought he'd have, and he appreciated it. And he was never anything but gentle. I mean, I saw him lose his temper maybe twice, and he hit the wall when he hit it, lost his. And yeah, I saw yeah. Todd do that once too. He, instead, of, you know, when he he hit the wall and he was over it. Yeah, he was over it. 
but he was not a brutal person like the environment. There's, there's a story. He was not the brutal person of, the, envi- of, his environment. Where, of the environment that he came from. His older brother was. Gotcha. His older brother was as brutal as his father, but he survived that, and yet he was okay. Mm-hmm. Probably because he found a different way. You totally. know what I mean? He found a different way. Well, I think we talked about a lot today, and, and the one thing I got from you is that you raised us to be kind, and I appreciate that. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, and, and I, my da- I was and, three and, when my dad and, died, and not prejudicial, never, never. No, accept people us. as they are and as they come. I grew up in a very prejudiced environment, and I, I overcompensated. I, I, I swore my kids were never, ever going to be. I that. love that, mom. You know. Just yeah. accept people as they come to you. As that's they how are. we turned out. I thank as you for they, that. As they are. And I think you all did turn out Because racism way. starts in the home. And, and, so, and that's something I'm really proud of. You should be. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you're raised. It is. Well, it, it is. It, it, well, it, it, yeah, you model after the people around you. Yeah. Except I never smoke cigarettes. So you, thank you're, you not born, you're not born with hate. You learn hate. Yeah. Nobody's born with hate. Nobody's born with it. And no. real quick, you smoke cigarettes for 50 years? Yeah. How long have you been? Not I miss it yet? every day. <laughs> <laughs> every si- how, how that was it? my best friend. Oh, mom, how many years now she's not smoking? Six. Six. Awesome. Yeah. I never thought. Yeah, I'm yeah, so proud yeah, of you. Yeah, though. Yeah. I know. I know. We're proud of you as your kids, but you're like, fuck that. I wish I had a cigarette. But Me you know, too. But you know you're Me better. Too. But you know you look great. You, look better, you know what I mean? Like. I get yeah. <laughs> you know I, I mean, mean, I made up my mind I was going to do it, but I wouldn't lie and say I don't miss it. I do yeah. miss it. I remember the house smell like cigarettes. There was many, but you know what? You guys, everybody smoked. I Ray know, and Donna, I everybody. Know. Smoked in airplanes. Wait, wait. Everybody smoked, and all three of you, and Donna and Ray's two kids, too. Nobody was born with any health problem. I know. I'd like to have a scotch and a cigarette before I die. That would be my wish. Okay, we can make that a happen. A scotch and a smoke. You know what I'm saying? Well, thank you, Mom, for being my first guest on my podcast. Oh, I, thank Listen, you. I love you, and I appreciate you. You did a great job raising us. Um, yeah, uh, you're a true you're a true hero, and I appreciate everything you've been through to have us on this planet. I'm, I'm happy I was born, and I'm happy you're my mom. Well, thanks for letting me be your guinea pig. Sorry, I'm sorry for the uh, get emotional on the first. Yeah, episode, that wasn't fair. That 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 wasn't. But fair. but that means that. Well, it's, that it's something was, you're never going to get I, over. I felt ambushed. By no, that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I would never ambush you. I love you. These are questions I want to talk to. These are important things to me. Toby. You could have talked to me about it many times. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, Mom, I appreciate you coming and being my first guest. And You're thank you welcome. for having me. And you were, you've been struggling since Alba Street, but not anymore. No, I'm too old to struggle. Yes, exactly. I'm just going to be home with my cat. But I wanted to get the dates right on that. Eating sugar and watching Netflix. And I'm not Native American whatsoever. I wish you were, but no, you're not. Sorry. But you were three, not four. Thank you. Glad we got Everybody listening, I, almost, I, I thought like, oh my God, my first episode, I'm going to tell the world, the world that I got the date wrong <laughs> and the song's totally yeah, different Yeah, but you now. had to think about the month. Yeah, I didn't know about the month. I didn't realize the month. February, April. But the date on my wrist is wrong. What is wrong? It's 73. It's seven, you really died in 74. Oh, yeah. Well, you can fix that. Mm. I think you know a tattoo artist or two. Hey, Mom, would you ever get tattooed? No. Well, I shouldn't say no. Uh, really, I at mean, seventy, I, you get your first. I'll take uh, you right now. Uh, get I'm, your first fucking tap. You name I anybody you want, I got you. You would never get. I might have a moment, but that would be like. Uh, that would be like agreeing with it. 
No, I might. I, I mean, I don't know. At seventy, you get your first tattoo. I'd be fucking honored. You know why I would get my get H two O tat. You know, you know why I would get my first tattoo now because I don't close. give a shit because I look so. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I don't give a shit. If you could see my mom, she's so beautiful. She <laughs> dyed her hair her whole life, and now she's letting all the gray come in. It looks fucking awesome. You look like your sister Paulette. She rocks it all gray. Super hippie from Colorado. Shout out to the Collins. Yeah, family. she's rocked it gray for years and years. Let's get your first tat. You can pick any artist you want. I got you. If I get my first hat, no, neck tat. Wait, nobody's gonna know about it till I get it. H <laughs> two on your neck be sick. Oh, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. Okay, um, no. thank you guys for listening. To my first, my first episode, my first podcast, and maybe his last. <laughs> you never know. Thank you, mom, for teaching me to be kind. Thanks for You're sharing welcome. all your stories. Uh, it's been an emotional roller coaster, and I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to be here with and, you right and now, just talking be to kind, you. people. Be, be kind. kind. So my mom taught me. So uh, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play one more thing before we hang up too. And this is going to make you some emotional, but I just want to play it because for, for every, every guest I have and for everything Why I talk about me? it, I want to have something that represents something in that time. And this song came out after my dad died. Jim Croce, Time in a Bottle. Oh, yeah. And the lyrically, it was you so perfect. Lyrically, I used to listen to that song all the time after your dad died. How it soon was like that song was written for him. How soon after you died this song came out? Very, very not long. So I remember months. this song being played in the house. All the time. So this song is embedded in my memory because of you, and it came around the dad, time the dad died. died. And he got killed. Jim yep. Croce, ladies and gentlemen, time in a bottle. That's yep. it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yep. I did have girls, okay? Shit. One morning, he had a friend stay over. He, he said, Mom, you Mom I'm going to have a friend stay over or whatever. And I must have gone to bed before the friend got there. I get up in the morning to make my coffee. The kitchen was smaller than this. There's somebody sitting at the table. When I tell you, he had a lion mane, a golden lion mane head. It was this big. He's sitting there, a kid. I'm like, who the hell are you? Oh, I'm Toby's friend. I stayed over. Scared the freaking crap out of me. I can remember calling you, Toby, get out here right now. Who is this? Yeah, dreads, big dreads. It wasn't dreads. It was more like a lion mane. <laughs> I can see him. He was just a kid. Yeah, that's funny, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I was very open-minded, yes. Oh, you were, man. I should have thrown that kid out on his ass. The lion mean friend. I come around the corner, it scared me shitless. I'm like, who the hell is this? It's getting in my character. Oh, my God. I don't know the fuck that was. What year was that? Was it in Maryland? We were in Maryland. I think it was at the period when you White were... White kid? Yes, white kid, when you must have had blonde hair, when you had your blonde hair phase, I think. Because you had dreads, too, for a mm -hmm. while. Bleach dreads, yeah. Yikes. And never, you, you don't have any pictures of that. Yeah, I got one. I got some, I'm sure. Todd had long, long, well, long he, he looked like Adonis, like Thor, you know? Look at Fabio. Look at Fabio and shit. Pretty face. Yeah, I mean, no word. Fabio. I had long, blonde, blonde hair for a long time. I can't understand how his hair got so dark. Uh, you know what We're I mean? all dirty blondes. I never, he was blonde for a long time into his 20s. He was really blonde like his dad. But then it, now it's so dark. I still can't figure out when that happened. 
or how that happened. That is weird. Did his hair darken up like Did he get that? older? I don't know. Yeah, I guess, but he was blonde for a long time. But you, you ha did have some weird hairdos. I had some crazy Liberty Spike, shade, did you bleach, dreads. You must Fuck have yeah. Fuck yeah. Must have. Between that and the tattoos, believe me, it was a lot to deal with as a mother. That I even uh, that I even admitted that he was my kid was a factor, <laughs> depending on where we were. Okay. Do and you know, his grandmother rolled over in her graves a hundred times over that, and she loved him so much. But that was he had never gotten a letter from her until like because it, she was she had so great handwriting too. I think I saw that in there. Sorry. Yeah. She she just had to write him because she was like, "Don't do She's this." Like, stop doing it. I was in New York. Stop doing it. Wow. My grandma never So when he'd come home then when he'd come home he'd make sure if he was going to <laughs> he was covered up, you know what I mean? Well he didn't have it on his head. Then he was covered up so that she didn't see any of that. Because she'd always ask him, Do you got any more tattoos? Or yeah. he'd see, always he'd always say no. No I don't My trick was by the way, I recorded all that from that. Great. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Um please rate, review uh, subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast please do that and whatever platform you are listening to this on i'm glad you found me you can rate me and review me on there also so thank you guys sincerely for the support i cannot wait for you guys to the next one